Today's daily word is entitled Method of Oneness Concentration, and our passage comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 42, and it reads, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. God has prepared people who will always fulfill his plan. Though we do not have the strength to move the world, but we have one to whom we can pray to move the world. This is the method of oneness concentration. It's in this oneness concentration we access the throne to understand the things pertaining to the throne, leading to oneness with God. It begins with oneness prayer where it is God and me and those who are co-workers for the kingdom of God. All these things come together to accomplish oneness. It's through prayer that we see remnants like Joseph, who had all the right to get revenge upon his brothers, who sold him into slavery, revealed to his brothers that though they intended evil, it was part of God's plan to save many. King David, who had so many problems on his way to become king, declared that the Lord is my shepherd. It's not just a poem, but identity. With this oneness prayer comes important time schedules for our fulfillment. During the age of Egypt, Jochebed, Moses' mother, though she wasn't the one to lead Israel out of Egypt, was in this time schedule of oneness. Jethro, who helped Moses, who was a fugitive for killing a man, made him into his son-in-law. He too was part of this time schedule of oneness. Later Rahab, who would help the two spies of Israel because of the one true God they served, was in this time schedule of oneness. During the age of Felicia, it was Hannah who had grown in prayer before God, seeking the things of God, prayed for a Nazarite. David, who was sent to do an errand by his father into a dangerous battlefield, was asked to bring back a token, faced off with Goliath because he was cursing the God of Israel. They were all in this time schedule of oneness. During the age of idolatry, there was Obadiah during a time when the king, Ahab, had eyes for globalization but not for world evangelization. Ahab married a daughter of another nation who brought in idolatry and false prophets into Israel and killed the prophets of God. It was in this time schedule Obadiah saved the prophets of God from being killed. The widow of Zarephath provided for Elijah during this time, and later a Shunammite woman would give her last bread to Elijah, leading her to see the works of God. They were all in this time schedule of oneness. When we look at the early church, they were truly the 0.1% who were in the field of nobody and nothing. Even for us, we must realize that we too are witnesses who are in the field of nobody and nothing. That is why God has sent us to this United States. Three things we must hold on to today then. First, we must have oneness concentration of God, me, and all things in our business. Just like the early church, as they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, breaking bread, fellowshipping, and praying, they saw supernatural giving take place and the works that changed the region. Barnabas would give his land for the sake of the gospel movement. During this time, the world was in famine, but God gave spiritual blessings to the church in Antioch to be a blessing to help the church in Jerusalem and also become the center of missions. These are the mysteries now revealed that the early church saw and is what we can come to witness today. Second, we must have oneness concentration of God, me, and all things in the church. There is a reason why God allowed the first, second, and third temples to be broken down. It was because the lack of the three courtyards, the courtyard of the Gentiles, courtyard of prayer, and the courtyard of the children. 
What about the churches today? There are so many disciples from the 237 nations, but no courtyard for healing to take place for them. We must restore the three courtyards in the church today as we pray with the power of the triune God, the blessings of the throne, to save the past, present, and future. Third, we must have oneness concentration of God, me, and all things for the next generation. We must hold on to the things of God. The stream of the first, second, third, fourth, fifth RUTC movement starts from the wilderness of Kadesh Barnea to the Mispah movement, then to the Dothan movement, then to the Watchman movement, and healing and summit. In the New Testament, we see the continuation of this flow into the synagogue, lecture hall, and marketplace movements, where we see Paul relay God's message of the imperativeness of Christ, the power of worship, and God's kingdom. When we look towards the future, 2030 to 2080, we must prepare. Our next generation does not know the church, so we must restore the covenant as we have oneness concentration. In conclusion, we must be reminded that Christ who is with us has destroyed the work of the devil so we can go on trampling Satan. When we meet those who are wrong, help them to correct them. Don't just tell people that they're wrong, forgive them to correct them. We're not judges and we're not called to police everything. To be able to do this, we must enjoy simply my gospel, my prayer, and my evangelism. As you start today, let us start there and see the time schedule of our oneness concentration take place to save this age. <laughs>